0: well hey everybody welcome to yet another exciting episode of the steve and jeff experience podcast the jewel of of eccentric ladyland studios it's so exciting jeff i get so excited sometimes i can't find the words but anyway the steve and jeff experience podcast i'm steve
1: And I'm Jeff. How's it going, Steve?
0: Jeff, it is going so great. It is going so great. You know, in fact, I was on, I was looking at Google diuretics again today, and we Mm -hmm. are, we're going up, we're going up the charts. We are totally, we are, we are part of their flow. We're part of their chi. We're part of their action. And we are moving in the right direction, Jeff. I tell you,
1: it's unbelievable. You know, Steve, I, uh, speaking of diuretics, I just came back Mm -hmm. from Mexico. Oh, and, uh, (laughs) you know, and you know, when they say don't drink the water, I thought they were joking. Yeah, Uh, but you didn't uh, think they they meant that water.
0: Oh, you just no? No, I'm not going to drink the Gulf of Mexico. No, of course not. But Uh, no, I was confused. But oh, you uh, mean this in the glass? I shouldn't drink that. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) But, anyways, it's great to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited, yeah. a little disoriented. So, I got in last night, but I'm ready. I I hear we have a wonderful guest this oh, week. And, Jeff, uh,
0: I tell you me. what, you know, you know, and proof, proof of Google diuretics, proof that they are on to something and that we have our fingers on the beating pulse of the audience is, you know, how Jeff, we've always thought when we get really big, like that MMA fighter, comedian mm. guy. Yeah, you know the guy, right? Yeah, well, I, do. I do. You know, I feel when we were as big as him, we'd have celebrities on our show, right? And we've mm-hmm. had some great guests. But, Jeff, tonight we have a celebrity. We have an author. We have an author who wrote a book. I mean, that's, I guess, what makes her an author. But, but, but I digress, she wrote a book, Jeff. And wow. so I am so excited. We've got in fact, I was uh, you know, in fact, how I ran across her, I, I was on uh, Amazon because I, you know, I I have heard that their website gets a little more traffic than ours. And so I wanted to see what they were doing, maybe to to make that traffic. And I started flipping through and I got into the books and I saw her book and I said, Oh, oh, that is we gotta have her on the show. We gotta well, get Steve, this right on the show. This is
1: like- this example of being disoriented. When you told me we had an Arthur, I thought you meant Arthur, like oh. Arthur Godfrey. Oh, which is showing my age. Are there any
0: current Arthur's? Arthur, uh, there's a cartoon. There's that cartoon, no, there's that, cartoon that was on PBS. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I, I called that cartoon guy. I wanted to get him on too because I thought, that, but you know, he's I don't know he. he didn't answer he just had made these noises it's like well it's and,
1: and then you were like oh this is going to be such a great interview you know we have arthur on and i'm like okay well I, uh, being named arthur doesn't make it a great interview in itself no.
0: and no. but
1: now that you explain that it's an author it's an author now i'm excited so and you know who, and, who, and who you know we have
0: i i'm enough. i remember i I did try to get Arthur Godfrey on the show. I called him and, you know, he never, it just kept ringing. He just never answered. I just, I, I can't explain it,
1: but get to the big time. Yeah. Just don't care about anyone yeah. else. Yeah. But I
0: digress. I digress. Jeff, I'd like, to, you know, look, look the other side of the glass. You know, who's saying <laughs> hey, I'm going to tap it right here. Mm-hmm. Even though eccentric lady in the studios tells me not to tap the glass. I, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care because we've got the best show. It's certainly the best show produced in this studio. Absolutely. You're crazy. Absolutely. But just tonight, seat. tonight we have in our studio, like Wave. See, she's w- <laughs> over the side. Wave, look, she's waving back, right? We have Chloe Montamayor. Chloe, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. It's really a pleasure to be here today. Chloe, wow. you have
0: you have written a, a marvelous book. Now, I you know I read like you know the cover and and Amazon had some notes, but it looked like a really marvelous book. It had a Really nice cover. I I like the colors. Uh, What's the name of your
2: book? Yes, I am the author of Good Mom, Bad Girlfriend, The struggle in raising and romancing the American Man Child.
0: Ah, and see, Jeff, that's in this show, we always try to talk about the big issues, the important things, the things that keep people up at night. And that, and you know, and the title, I gotta admit, the title really kind of hooked me in because, you know, as you know, Jeff, I've always been close with my mom. And so I saw this good mom, bad girlfriend. I thought, well, that's interesting. I like that concept. You know, so so, But I I was was just going to say, I I digress.
1: I mean, she had me at Montemayor. What a great name. There you go. Yeah, I'd kill for a name like that. I bet you're a wonderful writer based on, you know,
0: I think now in in, little information. Now, in in, in Spanish, I think that name means uh, stoned mayor or high mayor or drugged uh, mayor.
2: Mayor would be major and Monte is mountain or hill. And so my ancestors... Are from the Castilla La Mancha and uh, Sevilla areas of España. and uh, you know, I think my ancestors we lived on the highest ground, so we got the name Monte Mayor.
1: Wow! wow. And I and I actually know that Chloe <laughs> that is, <beautiful>. is <laughs> uh, actually means Arthur. So
0: <laughs> I, think, I think
1: it does. and uh, it does. No, that's I, in it's, Basque. It's, uh,
0: that's not in Spanish, so that's in Basque. You know, it's, well, a, little, that's, it's, it's that's a different true. thing. You know, but you know. but anyway, but, but but Chloe, but we digress. We digress. Uh, tell, how tell us about this book. What what is the problem of the good mom, bad girlfriend?
2: Well, yeah. So uh, my book is just trying to take an incisive snapshot at the crisis plaguing the women of my generation. That crisis being that American moms are sheltering and babying their sons uh, when those boys are still living under their mom's roofs. And then when the boys turn 18, they're cut loose into the world and the boys. They, be, they Legally, they become men, but they're half cooked when they get to me. And mm. it's up to mature professional women like me to finish raising these men. And I'm finding that they generally don't avail themselves to this level of development and growth until I've already slept with them.
0: I, I can see that happening. I, you know, and and it, it's interesting, Chloe, that they're they're half baked. See, I think that goes back to the na- to the high mayor, right? The stoned mayor or the drugged mayor, because these guys are all half baked. This is
2: okay. Mayor in Spanish does not mean mayor like an alderman or an elected official oh. in Spanish. It oh. means like mayor, like major. So,
0: ah, yeah, So I they're majorly mean, baked.
2: Right? I think you're getting really caught up in my name.
0: Oh, it, but it's such a nice name.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: It, it looks uh, yeah. so good on the book cover, at least on the website. I didn't see the actual the actual book.
1: But. Now, are you related to the Supreme Court Justice?
2: Uh, she is Soto Mayor. Oh, is well, so, that different? Yeah. I mean, so, it's sort of like, you know, like there's the last, it's the suffix, Mayor. Mm-hmm. I guess mm. they were from the main Soto.
0: So, so sotho maior would mean kind of sort of high, right? Maybe. Yeah. No, so she's I... a little she's a little she's a little half-baked too. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But but we digress. We digress. But but Chloe, what is the situation that American women find themselves in with these menchild? These, these guys who are 18, but they're still kind of the Peter Pan sort of thing.
2: What, oh, what's... well, please, I want to clarify. I'm just saying that in American culture, young men typically live with <clears> their <throat> mothers until they're 18, and then they go off into college. Mm-hmm. And my book, please do not think that I am dating 18-year-olds. I'm just oh, saying no, 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 that. no, no, no. Young men are going out into the world at 18, and you think in many other cultures by 18, you know how to do your laundry, start your shirts, get a job, do a lot of things on your own independently. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, as the sections of my book address, including household, fashion, diet, and dreams, American men. That are coming my way and this is based on a survey of 70 american boyfriends i've had i mm. mean a lot of these boys nice. still need these young men still need a, a lot of hand holding to get yeah them.
0: oh yeah boy so, I so
1: yeah so this when, when we're talking man child
0: here like what ages
1: emotionally do you see like the man and the child like is the child uh, out of diapers? Is uh you know, is it grade school like and, and is the man like a senior type guy, you know, sixties, seventies, like like what's the perfect age to describe what a man child would be?
2: Um, I think we should just look back to our cinematic history as an American people and think of some famous man children. We have basically every adam sandler character from the 90s including billy madison uh, happy gilmore uh, the water boy i mean he still live the water boy still lived with his mother and his mother still helped him with a lot of things norman bates from psycho i mean yeah. got, uh we we have a rich history of celebrating and enabling the american man child i mm-hmm. mean he can take different forms and he can be very attractive Um, But on the inside, they're all just Bart Simpson.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, Chloe, is there is there a litmus test for what separates a man child from maybe just somebody who doesn't have certain skills? Is there Um, like, for example, if if, you know, let's say let's say a guy likes to go to his mom's house and eat mac and cheese. And uh, bum cigarettes from her.
2: I, that that oh, wouldn't be that's, bad, would it? That's not, no, that's not. I do that. I go to my wow. parents' house and mommy and daddy, you know, they let me have a snifter of cognac whenever. And some with some prime rib if they have that lying around. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking more. Well, I guess a litmus test I have for men is when was the last time you washed your duvet? Wow.
1: God, So true. Wow. I, I do have a question, though. Like, what's a lip? Is a lipness test. What's a duvet? What's a duvet? What's a man child? Those are the three questions that I kind of am asking. You can answer those in any order.
2: Oh, well, I think what I'm trying to capture with the man child is a full grown man that still remains infantile in his behavior and is very dependent on his family and friends to thrive and lacks some of the uh, ability to sustain himself that without dressing himself properly, feeding himself properly, planning his life properly. That's what I'm trying to get to that with okay. man-child. Uh, yes.
1: so, so that brings the question, uh, somebody who is still dependent on their parents would bring their parents like into their workplace with them and and their relationships with them. So, I don't know, maybe have them on their podcasts like Steve had his mom or I had my dad. Would you Would you say that that could be um, a red flag that maybe Steve and I might be
0: oh, stuck Jeff, in? You, uh, you, you, childhood? Don't think, you don't think that we're, you don't think we're, wait, wait, that we're what she's talking
2: about? Well, I do find it a little concerning, Steve, that you had to ask me what a duvet is.
0: Yeah, mm. come
1: on. Everybody wow. knows that. Just saying. So if
2: you don't know what part of your bedroom set is the duvet, I'm very concerned about when you last washed it.
0: Well. I wash my duvet every night. Well, now, now, would it be, would it be, now somebody wouldn't be a man child if, let's say, like hanging out with, with mom, but, you know, you have to earn the drinks, Like she'll give you drinks and she'll (laughs) let you smoke, but you gotta, you gotta hit par in miniature golf or you gotta, or you gotta earn it. It's not, you know, it's like an achievement award. It's not you don't just get it. Yeah. I used to go to Jeff's house. His dad just give me booze. I, mean, I didn't care. But no, yeah. my mom. I had to earn it. You know, I had to.
1: I Believe me, one. you earned it with my dad too. But <laughs> it's a different podcast.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean that's exactly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was still going to Marist, mommy and daddy wouldn't open a bottle of their Montmart 68 unless I was getting good grades. Yes. So I don't yes. think there's anything wrong with little rewards or little add a boys add girls i don't think that that's what i'm getting at i'm getting mm-hmm. more at your mom still buys your paper towels for you because you can't bring yourself to go to costco on your own
0: and picking out the right paper towel is difficult you know there's a lot that goes into that decision and I was in Mexico. I didn't have time to go buy paper towels when I was
1: in Mexico. Have you seen those paper towels in Mexico anyway? Nobody's going to buy them there. I had to ask my dad to pick up some. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm sounding defensive. I don't mean to be. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I take your point. I, I think that Steve and I probably um, don't qualify as that, though. Yeah. I, I think I think of Steve
0: as very mature. Oh, yes. Or, you know, yes. I'm or, exceedingly you know, mature. I'm. Overly mature, in fact. Too mature, yeah. probably. Steve, let's yeah. give
2: you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you don't have a duvet. Maybe you have a comforter.
0: Oh. Well, I have one of those.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you watched that, Steve?
0: Let's see. This is still twenty-two, right? Uh-huh. Um let me think. Uh were, were, you, were the Red Sox in the World Series? Sixty seven? Oh no, no, that was that was Well, a lot no, hard. I watched it since then. But yeah. hmm. You know, while I'm thinking here, I you know she mentioned she went to Marist. Very good. I and you know I just think I, I'm always a big fan of that that guy. And I I'm just really sorry his home run record got broken. You know, because mm-hmm. he was he was quite the guy. You know, I, that Roger mm-hmm. Marist. I, I just went. No, went.
2: I went to Marist, the other school in Poughkeepsie, New York. Don't ask oh. me about Vassar.
0: Oh. oh, oh, I get it. Yes, yeah, not Marist. Vass- I bet Vassar is loaded with men, child, children,
2: women's school.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, probably not then. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you're probably safe
0: there. You know, and, you know, and, and Jeff, we've got a lot more to go through with Chloe here and and a lot more to learn about this, this, this man child phenomenon. But Jeff, I got to tell you, we have a repeat sponsor. <laughs>
1: wow!
0: Oh, Jeff, Wonderful. this one is so good. You know, in fact, our, our good friends at uh, at Farmer Brute are are back. They really enjoy advertising on our show, and and they wanted to they wanted to come back and wanted to promote it again. So I think I thought we should let them. And so with that, I'm going to uh, let's just go to commercial. Finally, I can enjoy walks in the country again, thanks to Placebex. Placebex designed to make you feel better about any situation, for any reason. I used to hate the morning commute, coming out here and getting stuck. Now I love coming out here and just sitting. It's so relaxing. Placebex designed to make you feel better about anything. Placebex contains nothing that could be considered harmful. In fact, Placebex contains nothing at all, other than cornstarch. Placebex is designed to do absolutely nothing at all, while making you think that it is. Any positive medical results are completely coincidental. Frequent or prolonged use could result in stupor, boredom, ignorance of reality, anti-vaccine ideation, belief that life was better in the 10th century, addiction to television, appreciation of Rick Astley recordings, and death. Do not use Placebix if you are in a coma or expect to be. Some patients have gained weight and lost brain cells in clinical studies. Not to be used by those with cornstarch allergies or who live in southern New Jersey. May cause drowsiness, or not. Has been linked to certain political ideas, but the makers of placebex make no specific candidate endorsements other than those we have previously bought under the provisions of federal election law. Do not use placebex if you are a methamphetamine user. Just don't. Before Placebix I had pain all the time, now I just have pain most of the time. Placebix can be expensive, so ask your doctor about the Placebix Affordability Program. It might make your Placebix prescription as low as $350 a week. I used to be an old and bitter man. I still am, but now I'm good with that. Thank you Placebix. Ask your doctor if Placebix is right for you new from farmer brute it does nothing and sometimes nothing is exactly what you need well Jeff you know every time I hear that commercial I just want I just want to swallow a handful of placebics you know what I mean I do
1: well every time I hear it it's it's like it's the first time I've heard it primarily because I don't think I paid attention last time. It it ran. So this yeah, is actually yeah. the first time. I do have a question though um, yeah, for yeah. Uh, our author. So so this placebo placebo blacks black
0: oh, placebecs We must pronounce Placibics. the sponsor okay. correctly. Yes. Is there Pharma a brute? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So if we're prescribing this to a man child, is there a? Do we look for like a junior version of it? You know, for children or. Do you feel like a man child can take uh, adult medication?
2: I am not a doctor and it's my understanding from the commercial that this placebex is kind of a numbing agent for people. And mm-hmm. that's the last I want to see man children taking. They need to wake up and grow up.
0: So they need kind of the opposite of placebex. See, I, you know, Jeff, what a great you know you know farmer brute could be really interested. It just create the opposite of placebics and you got a whole market of menchild.
2: Ooh, well, exactly. Well, instead of tackling this issue with pills, I mean, we could talk about some of the strategies addressed in my book. Why don't we do that? What are what are some yeah. of the
0: strategies that that would really work to get those men children unnum?
2: Yeah, well, you know, my some of the chapters like I said cover um household being more uh less of a man child in the house, being less of a man child with your wardrobe, your diet. So, you know, for instance with fashion, I uh, I've really struggled um with men dressing properly. I guess it's just too much to ask them to put a sweater on over that collared shirt I got them. Just once to a wedding because it might yeah. look, yeah. Um,
0: wow. So maybe you got interested in this topic because you were kind of involved in the topic.
2: Well, like I said, my um, strategies and solutions are based on a survey I conducted of having 70 American boyfriends. Wow. Yes. That's, and that's so I,
0: that's, a, that's a good sample. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's, you yes. look very young though, for,
1: for, 70 so how long did you have each boyfriend
2: let's I, you know i really didn't come on the show to discuss that uh, i came here to discuss my book and my findings
0: ah uh, okay gotcha all
1: right well let me let me ask you a, a book question then anyway so now is there such a thing as a female child if there's a man child or a woman child or a girl child is there an equivalent to that? Is that a future book in your?
0: and, and I think arsenal? you should I think you should clarify, Jeff. you're not you're not talking. We do have listeners in Arkansas, but you're not talking about that. You're talking about the this adult women that are like still like kids. a
2: female analog to the crisis I am addressing in my book. Yes, yeah, yes. I think that's what you're sure. Asking, right?
0: That's what I was asking. Yes,
2: possibly. I mean, the media suggests there may be, I mean, with the girls on Broad City or the other shows, you know, but I'm not here to discuss women, child or whatever. I mean, let's see that book. Let's see that research. I don't see it. Did you see it on Amazon, Steve?
0: No, I and I looked and looked and and I don't boy, I I don't know that there is anyone that has had 70 woman child girlfriends that could write with the expertise that Chloe is bringing here. I, I, I just, I don't know. I I did not see it. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Me neither. And you and Chloe, you've just knocked me out here because, uh, I feel like you've really opened up my eyes to this whole man, infant kind of thing going on here. And, and, uh, I'm getting the book. I don't know about you, Steve, but, uh, But I'm buying the book. I'm probably going to buy two of them. So
0: yeah,
2: you're um, not really my intended demographic, but I'm flattered.
0: Well, I will pass it along though, uh, because I think I know some people that might might be in that category. You know, and some of them are pretty advanced in age. I mean, because this is this a phenomenon that wears off at some point, or or have you seen sixty-year-old, seventy-year-old men children?
2: I have. Yes. Wow. I've dated some. Older UPS drivers, you wouldn't believe were in their 60s. But, you know, even Mm -hmm. then, I had to have serious conversations with them about their motocross careers. And do you really have to be gone every weekend to go do motocross? And especially it becomes more concerning as men get older. I mean, um, a lot of these man children, they are going to just die of ass cancer if they think they can eat chili dogs every day for breakfast lunch and dinner and yeah and so in my book i feel
1: like she's talking to me
0: well it's it's the chili i think if you eat a corn dog three meals you'd be fine but it's the chili that kind of throws it off
2: well it's the salted meats it's the sulfite that's the real danger that i try to address and that people should be concerned about and so my book uh, has a, a cookbook section with fun ways to lull your man-child boyfriend into eating whole grains, pulses, and veggies. Like they already know that. Sorry, there's like um, a motorcycle that ripped away. Um, there's I mean, yeah. motocross.
0: The motocross weekend. Here we go. Mm-hmm.
2: It started. <laughs> it started, and so you know, like I. A lot of us career women, we are stereotypically crunchy, whole foods types. So the, the boyfriend will be used to saying like, hey, honey, come over. I'm making kale waffles. And the man-child boyfriend will think, hey, hey, he. I'll just pick the kale off the top of the waffles. But you trick them. You blend, you liquefy, and you blend mm-hmm. the kale into the batter so there's no avoiding the kale. They have to consume the fiber and the vitamins. There's no escaping. Wow. Recipes.
0: I mean, kale waffles. Wow. You can still dump syrup on them, right?
2: Sure. But you can also, I also have tips on facilitating conversations with your boyfriends about serving size. Like, do you really need to eat a whole rack of ribs today and other such, you know, common conversations with the American man child.
1: Right. And the child side of them probably likes those cups, you know, where the sippy cups, you know, where you put the the lid on them and then the straw goes
0: through it. Then you can knock them over and nothing happens, you know? Yeah, Yeah. it's perfect.
2: I mean, yes, those are common at the UFC fights that man children (laughs) um, tend to host on the weekends.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like that, like that podcast guy, huh? See, see,
2: (laughs) yes, like the podcast guy, and uh, and, and the podcast guy comes up, yes. I mean, oh, yeah. You can talk with your man-child boyfriend about maybe other more illuminating programming. Yeah,
0: like maybe the Steve and Jeff Experience podcast. That would be something that would draw them out into adulthood.
2: I was thinking more like Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Oh, yeah, that's okay.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Sure. Is that that, um, CBS? I don't know. It's out of
2: Philadelphia, W-H-Y-Y, and then it's distributed nationally through npr i wasn't fired from there at all
0: Uh, okay
1: a former npr NPR. wow did did you write this book while you were working because 70 boyfriends you you must be really really busy
2: taking you're really uh taking i don't know if you spoke with my agent beforehand but i came here to talk about my book oh
1: okay yeah i Uh, I get distracted so easily let me ask you something about the book then uh So you had these 70 boyfriends. Now, how many pages in the book did you discuss each of the 70? And how many total pages, counting the cookbook part, is, is in the book?
2: I'm a researcher, first and foremost, Jeff. And I mean, there's lots of different ways to do research. But what I, what I did here was aggregate hard data i i was not writing odes to each individual
0: oh jeff yeah i mean it, it, she was just she didn't sleep with 70 guys to enjoy it no she slept with 70 guys for the purpose of research it's it's just for the science i mean you didn't
1: it you was know, for hard data
0: for hard data exactly <laughs> yes it that's was. exactly right and i'm gonna guess it maybe wasn't always that hard you know but but no, I, but i digress probably but, not yeah,
2: there's a chapter in the book about that, too.
0: Oh, I oh. Yeah, see. See, I bet. Well, you know, it, it just it's interesting that you would pick this because this I, I don't think a lot of other people have written about this topic, have they?
2: You know, um, we are a emerging field. And so I'm sure I'll encounter more of the other folks researching this topic at the next conference.
0: Yeah. And, <gasps> you, you know, I I know. I know that you're not really talking about us when you talk about these men, children, but you know, I'm just going to, when I go to my mom's and pick up the, my little ponies that I left there and uh, we eat some mac and cheese, I'm just, I'm going to ask her what she thinks, you know?
2: You, you played with little, my little pony.
0: Well, yeah. Oh,
2: Are you one of those bronies?
0: Well, well, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like there was judgment in my tone there.
1: Well, and this is all wrong. They're my ponies. You know, Steve borrowed them once and never returned them. So okay. I borrowed like, them in like
0: 1973, on. and I just, I still have them. You know, it's just, I don't know. They're at my mom's, yeah. you know. But
2: so you're both bronies. Well,
0: yeah, that's how we first kind of met when we were kids, you know. Yeah. Let me ask
2: you how about another litmus test? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I'm ready. I, I'm ready. Yeah.
2: What's your five-year plan? Oh, you five years
0: in the future?
2: Yes. Oh. Take that one,
0: Steve. Oh, well, see, I was, I, you know, I, I got to think about that because I was all set to answer, like, what I've done the last five years. And that mm. probably wouldn't take that long to explain. But but five years in the future, uh, that's, a, that's a harder question. Wow. It's
1: the kind of question that maybe we need to uh, bring our... Uh, our guests back to just talk about the next five years, because it sounds like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, what we've dealt with here up to now is the past, the referencing of the 70 men that you dated. What we're really wanting to go towards now is the future. Right. And that is something like that the next we'd seven. love to have be, the, the, next the next 70 seven. guys yeah. Yeah. or children or whatever, whatever they are. I I think that's where we should go. Is it possible for you to come back and resume this discussion? Because I'm fascinated.
2: Jeff, it's, are you suggesting that my next, that my five-year plan involves some accelerated sexual walkabout where I'm having sex with 70 more Americans?
0: Wow, that would be a wild five years. I got to tell you. Yeah,
2: and sometimes Steve, you know, you do these interviews,
1: and you're so skilled at this interview process that you just pull things out of people. I don't know. Have we that's created not some news here? Happen.
2: I'm a researcher. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh! I thought you Ooh. were making a statement. No, huh. no,
2: that's what I'm. I'm repeating back to you what you are implying to me. Oh,
0: oh. <sighs> I don't remember and, and, Je- oh, and if she did, yeah. Jeff, it would be only for the science. It's like we were talking before. It's only be for the science.
1: And I need that. I need somebody to repeat back to me what I just said because a lot of times I'm just not paying attention. I don't at even me. listen when so, I'm talking.
0: I don't I just I say? have
1: I don't no idea know. what I'm saying half the time. So I really want to thank you, um, Chloe or Arthur or whatever your oh, name Montemayor. is. Uh, Monte Mayor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine, Chloe. It went, uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> great meeting you. Great having you on, and I feel like I'm a better man, child, than I was before this interview started. Well,
2: yeah. I'm, it's been a pleasure. So you're welcome, gentlemen.
0: And oh, yeah, you. Chloe, we it it's been great having you on, and best of luck with the book. We'd like to have you back because you know millions. Millions of people listen to this podcast and you'll sell a ton of books now. I know you were like way down on the, the Amazon stats, but this this appearance, this appearance is going to drive you right up, right up to the top, right up to the top. No doubt. And, and we're, uh, you know, we're just about to get kicked out of Eccentric Ladyland Studios here. But Chloe, listen, it's been great. Uh, you're a great audience, a great <laughs> great guest and a great book that I'm going to buy and and probably put on the shelf. The colors kind of match this wall behind me. So I'll probably put it right over there, but, but I might, I might read it too. Who knows? Maybe I, I'll, I, I'll have my mom read it to me. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've really enjoyed this. Um, you know, we're all, all about expanding the audience. If you happen to know the, uh, email addresses of the 70 guys that were involved
0: in your study, that's you know, we'd like to,
2: that's highly confidential. That's, that's wow. we won't tell anyone or
0: you know since no one's really done the research on the woman child Mm -hmm. if if there would be say let's just say 70 volunteers that would want to participate in a study that we would conduct that jeff and i would conduct we'd probably need 140 really if we're both going to do it right Mm -hmm. so you know it just please we'd be let us know we'd be glad to uh, glad to do that
1: and and if you put the women
0: children and the men children together, you basically got like a grade school, which you know I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, oh, gosh, we're, we're going to get oh, yeah, they're knocking. See, they tell me not to tap on the glass. They're knocking on the door. They want us out of here. Right? <laughs> Chloe, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Chloe. We'll talk soon. And Jeff, talk to you next time. We'll be back soon next time with uh, another, another great guest. Thank Happy Thanksgiving not. or Halloween or something, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, that.